Conversations in the Cloud is moving iTunes channels. Visit our website at intelcloudbuilders.com slash podcasts and click on the link for iTunes to subscribe to the new feed. You're listening to Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast where IT leaders exchange insights about issues around cloud architectures for the data center. And now your host, Alison Klein. Welcome to Conversations in the Cloud. My name is Alison Klein, and I'm here with Paul Speciale, VP of Products at Ampladata. Hi, Alison. Nice to be here. So, Paul, Ampladata has been on the program before. We've talked about your role in scale-out storage. But for those who haven't heard the previous episode, why don't you give them a reminder of what Ampladata is about and what you do at the company? The company is a four-and-a-half-year-old company. We're based in Europe. We do all our R&D in Belgium. Uh, we have recently expanded into the U.S. Uh, about two years ago and also into Taiwan. So we have a, a small scale but global operation. And what we've produced is really a storage system in the object storage space. It's a scale-out system based on Intel processors, uh, both in the storage nodes and in the controllers. And the intent of it is to really store very large-scale unstructured data, meaning big files, things like images, things like videos at petabyte scale, and to do that very durably and at very low cost. So that's kind of the main aim, and the name of the system is AmpliStore. So we talked about Ampladata at the NAB conference, but we're at the Intel Developers Conference today, and you guys are showing off um, some new technology here. Why don't you tell me what it, about it? We are. We are. So we've worked very hard in the last few months to uh, collaborate with uh, one of the leading platform vendors, which is Quanta, based out of Taiwan, on a reference architecture that basically combines their leading-edge hardware, which utilizes all the latest and greatest disk technologies, Intel processor technologies, and then lays on top of that our AmpliStore software. And what we've done out of that is to create basically a reference system for large object storage. Uh, so what we have on the show floor actually is a large rack, a 42U data center rack, full of the Quanta storage nodes, their controllers, their switches. It's all Quanta-branded hardware. And on top of that, we're running our bit spread software to show durability. This is an erasure coding piece of software that uses all of the disk drives and all of the processors behind the scene to do this data layout and make, keep the data very durable. So tell me why this software is a new innovation and, and why customers would be interested in its features. As data has gotten bigger, the older styles of protecting data, like RAID, is really the classic algorithm. That starts to break down and present data loss and data loss exposure problems at this level of scale. The other way that people have been doing this is to sort of mirror data in multiple instances. So to keep three copies of the data is a very common approach that you see in the cloud. That's doable when you're storing a few terabytes. But if you're starting to store petabytes and tens mm -hmm. of petabytes of data, if you have to triple it for durability, it gets to be very costly. So our software has figured out a way to do durability with half of the footprint. So tell me how you actually go about that. Sure. So the core software uh, is called BitSpread, as I said earlier, and it's in the camp of what is called erasure codes. So erasure codes is technology that's been around a while. Our variant of it is a newer style. It's what we call technically rateless erasure coding. Uh, but the idea is rather than storing data and parity like you would in a RAID system, we encode. We mathematically transform the data. And this is where the Intel processors come in, right? This is a very computationally intensive process to turn what ends up being source data like an image mm -hmm. into a representation of the data, which is really a set of equations. So that's a mathematical encoding. The equations, we spit out enough of them so that a few of them can be lost. That's the basic idea, right? So if, as long as you have enough of them, as you remember from high school linear algebra, you can always solve for a certain number of variables if you have enough equations. It's the very same idea here. If we can represent an image or a video as a series of equations, distribute them intelligently across the backend storage pool, 
it's okay to lose a few disk drives, it's okay to lose even a, an entire storage enclosure, and if you want to, you can even spread this geographically, so you can have three or four sites around different locations, and if one of them goes away, there's still enough equations to return back to the system and recalculate the data. Uh, but the power of that is to get not only this durability, but to do it in a very intelligent manner so that you don't have to create huge uh, volumes of the data underneath the covers. Is this specific to large object stores, or could you use this for any type of data storage? Yeah, so erasure coding has had other applications. In fact, it started out in deep space transmissions, right? You wanted to send transmissions to a satellite, not all of the packets might get there. So you want the receiver to be able to decode the data with partial information. So some smart people started saying, let's apply this to data storage, right? You might have losses or erasures in the data. Um, so it has been applied before, and in fact, it's fair to say that every RAID 6 implementation tends to rely on some form of erasure coding to calculate the parity side of it. But the idea of extending it so that you can tolerate larger numbers of failures and to really apply it to this problem of large data storage, that's something newer. That's being done by ourselves and a few other vendors in this space in the last few years. We think that our approach is unique in you know, application and it has a lot of benefits in terms of performance, usability, durability, things like that. When you look at uh, the reference architecture itself and what that gives customers in terms of getting a solution up and running, can you tell me a little bit about the process of creating the reference architecture and then how it's been received by customers? Yeah, so the, the process of, of establishing the reference architecture is one where we've prescribed basically the ingredients inside two components, right? And the two components mainly are the storage node. The form factor that we've decided on is very dense, and I think that's something that customers have looked for. So this is a rack mount enclosure in a single rack height U that stores 12 drives. We've prescribed the Intel processor. So what that gives us is a very high density, very low cost, and very low power enclosure. And that's been really one of the main design considerations, right? When you're storing all this data, you want low power as well. And I think Quanta was able to achieve that. They actually have a very low power envelope, something like five watts per terabyte for data that's stored. Uh, the second part of it is then to prescribe the front-end tier that we call the controllers, and those are higher processing power. That's because that's where we run that encoder. So those are things like quad-core and six-core E5 processors, really to give us the horsepower for this encoding. According to that formula, Quanta built these storage nodes. We then took the storage nodes and ran certification tests on top of them and basically made sure that end-to-end -end this delivers what we promised it to deliver. So now for customers, what they can get is really a turnkey system. They can order hardware from Quanta, software from Ampladata, and what you get is really the ability to do these kind of large-scale storage infrastructures for cloud storage, for online applications, for media, et cetera. Have you shared this reference architecture with customers yet? The starting point is the announcement that we've made here. So here at the show, by showing the rack, uh, by publishing the Intel Cloud Builders paper, uh, that documents the recipe within the uh, form factor and the hardware that we talked about. And so we believe that there's a lot of pent-up interest. In fact, we've already introduced it to a number of customers that are building storage clouds, and they're very, very interested. So I think we'll see a lot of success in the market here in the coming months. One last question then is, what is the uh, place that people can go if they want to find out more about your company and your products? The easiest thing to do, of course, is to look at our website, which is uh, www.ampladata.com. And then, of course, on the Intel Cloud Builder site, we now have published our uh, Intel Cloud Builders paper along with Quanta and Intel itself. For those who want to download that reference architecture, it's intelcloudbuilders.com. Thank you so much, Paul, for being on the program today. It's a pleasure to have you back. We'll be in touch soon to hear what's going on with Ampla Data. Thank you.